Welcome everyone to The Answer Podcast. I am your host, Bowman Val. The reason of The Answer Podcast is we're trying to find biblical answers to everyday questions. A little disclaimer, I may not be able to find an answer to every single question, but that's why we rely on God to answer the ones that I do not. Look for the podcast on the 10th and the 20th of every month, and don't forget to send us your questions at findtheanswerpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us, guys, and I look forward to hearing from you all. So for our verse of the day, it's found in James chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. It says, submit yourselves to God, come near to God, and he will come near to you. Again, welcome back to The Answer Podcast. For today's episode, we have a special guest with us. He was here before, uh, but that's Bo. Bo, how you doing? Doing great, man. I'm really excited to be here, excited to uh, get to answer a question that I, you know, dealt with in my own life and uh, just getting to share that advice and share uh, that perspective with others. Yeah, man, we're, we're excited to have you back, and that's awesome, because the question we're answering is one that we've talked about and we've both experienced, and um, that question for us today is, if I've been baptized, should I get re-baptized, right? That's, that's our question, and um, you've probably read the title by now, but Bo, where'd you come up with this question? I mean, you came to me with it. What, what brought it up? Yeah, I think, uh, so... It's kind of funny because I'm a big podcast listener, and so I love just being able to listen and drive and, you know, do whatever. Um, so I listen to a lot of them, and I listen to a lot of podcasts that are the same type of format where you ask a question and a pastor or whoever answers it. And so uh, I've been listening to it for a couple of years now, and I've never seen this question asked or answered. And so, uh, like I said, it's something that I dealt with in my own life, and so... I thought, you know, maybe we should take a look at it and answer it for ourselves. Yeah, I love that, man. And I'm right there with you. But before we dive into it, I think it would be more appropriate to talk about baptism a little bit, what it is, define it, um, and kind of go from there before we dive into the rebaptism, just to make sure our audience is understanding what. Yeah, we need a starting is. place. Right. Yeah. Right. So, um, Baptism is is seen in Scripture frequently. I mean, we see it it happen. We have the character John the Baptist occur. I mean, baptism is pretty commonplace. But what is baptism? Both tell us about it. Okay, so baptism is something that it's a symbolic gesture or like step of faith and obedience to Christ. Um, that it's resembling what's already happened etern- internally in our lives, but now we're taking a step of obedience in outwardly showing people that we've been saved basically yeah exactly it's it's letting everyone know that we are in fact a believer that christ jesus has saved us from hell right yeah um we were talking earlier and and a great example of that would be like a wedding ring Mm -hmm. me wearing my wedding ring does not prove that you know i had a ceremony it proves that i'm married yeah but if I take it off, the the ceremony wasn't 
doesn't disappear. The marriage isn't gone, right? I'm still married. It just shows everybody else that I'm married. Yeah. So, uh, it, like you said, a symbol, a yeah. gesture of, uh, or a proclamation of faith we yeah. talked about earlier. Um, with that in mind, Bo, it does tell us in Scripture, Matthew chapter 28, something we call now the Great Commission, right? It's this idea that Jesus has risen from the grave. He has come to his disciples, and, and he leaves them with this final commission. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, is what it is. It's a commission yeah. um, where he tells them, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So, Bo, that I think to a lot of people would seem like you have to be baptized. It's it's a way of life. So how do we answer that? Right. So first off, so the Great Commission here with uh, Jesus addressing the disciples, he is commanding them to go and baptize uh, believers. He's saying, go make disciples and baptize them. So we see it is something that we're commanded to do. However, there is a... Uh, very important separation between baptism and salvation, I think. So we're saved and then we're baptized. We're not, we're not like saved because we're baptized, if that makes sense. So the baptism has to follow the salvation. Right. Otherwise you were just getting wet. And then at the same time, the, if the, the baptism itself isn't saving you, there's nothing, um, saving you from the baptism. I don't know how else to word it other than that. Like the uh, decision to follow Christ is what saves us. Right. Um, faith alone is what saves us, not faith and getting baptized. Yeah, you're exactly right. And I mean, one example we had talked about was like the, the criminal on the cross, mm-hmm. right? Jesus just said in the great commission and teach as you, as I've taught you, right? Essentially, go spread the news of what I've done yeah. in the life that I lived. Well, in his death, Jesus offered salvation to somebody without the opportunity to baptize him. Yeah. He said to the, the man on the cross, I'll see you in paradise. Yeah. Right. It, and that's telling us as the believer that even though this man wasn't baptized, because I highly doubt that they, they took him off the cross, let Jesus baptize and then put him both back up. Yeah. Right? I but, think no, I know for a fact that did not happen. Yeah, I mean, we know it, right? It'd be in Scripture. Yeah. So yeah. baptism is not something that will save your, your soul, will right. take you to heaven. It's accepting Christ as your Savior and, and trusting that He is who He is, yeah. right? He is the Son of God. He is uh, part of the Trinity. He is this, this figure of salvation. Yeah. But baptism is telling everybody else that you believe it, Yeah. right? It's, yeah. it's not hiding your faith. It's, it's doing part of the Great Commission, going right. out and becoming uh, a disciple maker. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people don't tend to follow if you don't believe in your own, Yeah. Uh, you, whatever you're selling, right? Ever heard the, the expression, um, if you're not believing it, then they're not buying it? Right? Yeah. Well, that's the same idea. If you're not baptized as a disciple of Christ, then other people may not fully believe that you're involved in what's being talked about. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that... Uh something there is that um, 
when it comes to being baptized, we kind of were discussing this, that this question comes from the uh, basis that we assume you've already been baptized, but maybe there's someone listening that they're a Christian. They've been a Christian for a couple of years and they've never been baptized. Um, they just didn't see it as something that they needed to do. You know, they're like, Oh, baptism doesn't save me. So there's no point in doing it. And uh, my advice to that is that, you, you need to be baptized. You know, Jesus commands us to be baptized. While it's not what saves us, it is an important step of obedience and uh, outward expression of our faith. So if there is someone listening that has not been baptized that's a Christian, you should absolutely be baptized. Yeah, and to go with that, it doesn't matter how. I mean, if you're dunked, if you're sprinkled, we're not here to debate on the right way to baptize, yeah. right? We, we, we could be here for hours talking about different traditions and, and ideas, but the, the main idea is to follow Christ with your life. Use him as your example. And when you receive that salvation, get baptized. Let the world know. Don't be afraid to, to show your faith, even, yeah. even in countries where we're persecuted as Christians, right? Faith is still strong enough to have baptism, to, mm-hmm. to, to let everybody else know, even other believers, so they can hold you accountable. Yeah. Something we talked about earlier. Uh, before we started was that baptism is also an accountability tool because now you have a church or a a body of Christ that's willing to say, Hey, I understand what you're going through. I know that you're a believer. I've seen it. I've seen your profession. Let me help you. Or or, here's my understanding or, you know, life isn't always easy. Let's go through it together instead of of trying to figure it out on your own. Baptism lets everyone know that you're willing to be a part of that body. Mm -hmm. Um, but just to reaffirm, it's not just Bo and I's opinion that baptism doesn't save, right? That mm-hmm. That's something I feel like we should answer because yeah. this podcast is not me answering questions, Bo answering questions. This is scripture answering questions and us doing the research, right? Yeah. That way you don't have to, to commentating on it. Right, right. We get to talk about it. And um, Ephesians chapter two does a great job of this. It says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. And then verse nine says, not by works so that no one can boast. Essentially, nobody on earth can baptize you and bring you salvation. Yeah. Right. It it was given to you freely through Christ Jesus. And that's that. I mean, it's, it's plain and simple here in the good book. Yeah. But it is something that we do encourage. Something we do want you to, to go about. But with that being said, Bo, let's go ahead and dive into our question mm-hmm. about baptism versus rebaptism, or maybe just what is a rebaptism or why we would ever do it. Yeah. So I think first and foremost, there's a couple of scenarios in which you would feel the the want or desire to be rebaptized. Um, the first one, in my experience, this is my personal experience with it, is that. Uh, I was baptized probably when I was seven or eight years old. Uh, I didn't really understand what I was doing. I knew my older brother was doing it. And so I was like, yeah, I I mean, I don't even really necessarily remembering the choice, like the decision to do it. You know, it just seemed like something, well, my brother Dex is doing it, so I should do it. And so I did it. And then, I mean, I go through, I grow up and then I come to my freshman or sophomore year of high school. And uh, that's when I make the decision to become a Christian, you know, and like 
so I was already baptized. And so it's not something I really thought about because I knew I had already been baptized. And then I think it's going into my senior year, maybe. So, you know, two to three ish years after uh, salvation that I'm like, you know, maybe I should be rebaptized. And so uh, I kind of start praying on it. I talk with my youth pastor about it. Like, is this something that I should do? Like, am I, am I crazy for thinking that I should be rebaptized? And uh, he's like, man, you just need to pray on it. You know, go read scripture and just pray on it. And like, whatever decision you make, like I'm going to support you in. Because once again, it's that baptism isn't going to like save you, but it's a reaffirmation of what's already happened. And so I go home and I'm praying like literally the night that I talked to my youth pastor. And so I'm, I'm praying about it. I open up scripture and literally I turn to the, um, to the chapter where Jesus is being baptized. And like, it's like, okay, that's enough. Like I know. So, you know, like I, I text my youth pastor, like, all right, yeah, I'm going to do it. You know, let's, I want to be rebaptized. And it wasn't even that I was being necessarily rebaptized in my, in my opinion on this in my experience is that I wasn't being rebaptized. I believe the first time I just got wet and the second time I was baptized is that uh, the first initial one is I didn't understand what I was doing. I didn't have salvation. And so that quote baptism was just me getting wet. But now that I had salvation, I was actually being baptized. I was uh, taking that step of obedience and affirming my faith to the people around me and taking that step. So, yeah, for sure. And you mentioned situations like more than one. And, mm -hmm. and I think that's probably a pretty common one where a lot of people are raised in church, have this situation happen, but they don't fully understand it mm -hmm. or, or whatever the case is. But there is another situation. And this is kind of my own personal experience that I was probably like 12 when I was baptized. I understood what I was doing. I knew why I was being baptized. The, the, the proclamation of faith that I had made, but as life went on, as I went from a young believer into a high school student and into college, I felt like I was constantly searching, trying to, to become perfect so that God would accept me. Mm -hmm. Like the first baptism wasn't enough, you know, and I would be swimming in the swimming pool at my parents' house and I would dunk myself and, and call it a baptism, you know, and more of it was just on the emotional side of things. I didn't mm -hmm. need to do that, but it did give me the opportunity to to refresh my commitment, right? Or mm -hmm. to to reopen my eyes to what I was doing. Was it necessary? No. And and I probably shouldn't have just went into it. I probably should have put more thought than, oh, I'm swimming. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should do this, right? Yeah. I probably should have read scripture and, and been more involved. But to me, that's what baptism needed to be was I need to re-proclaim it to myself. But then we have a third situation. And this is one that Bo and I had talked about previously was for those that baptism was never really like important to them. Right. I mean, what, what are you thinking as far as the next situation? Okay. Yeah. So I think the situation that we had talked about is someone that, uh, you know, kind of, it's honestly a mi little bit of a mix of uh, our two situations here is that it's someone that grew up in church, someone that made a proclamation of faith, said that they're saved and was baptized. 
And then as, you know, life goes on, they kind of go away from church. They don't attend anywhere. Um, maybe even make outward statements that they're not a believer anymore and uh, come back, basically. You know, they uh, they are, quote, I don't want to say saved again because salvation is a one-time event, but uh, is making another proclamation of faith should they be rebaptized, which this can get into the whole debate about if they were ever saved, you know, the once saved, always saved thing. And I don't want to go there with this. That'll be another episode. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think the answer in this instance um, is just that it kind of goes back to, well, what does that person feel? If they feel that they were saved at seven or eight or whenever they made that decision and then they were baptized and that they just kind of had a wandering period, then if they don't want to be baptized again, that's fine. But if they feel that they need to be baptized again because, A, they weren't saved, or B, they just want to make that reaffirmation again, then absolutely. Because once again, like this is something that um, we kind of talked about, is that there's nothing sinful about wanting to be baptized again. Right. Like It's not a bad thing. and But at the same time, it's not necessarily going to gain you any spiritual benefit from... Because one, it's not going to save you, and two, it's not going to uh, it's not going to change anything necessarily. But you know, I was kind of reading about this in prepping for this, and it talked about how some Christians will go to Israel and they they want to be baptized in the Jordan where Jesus was baptized, which sounds awesome. You know, it's like um, this whole idea. But Romans tells us that we should be renewed by our mind you know, or transformed by the renewing of our mind. And so we don't necessarily have to take like the full like step of, like, I don't want to say step of obedience. We don't have to, uh, you know, get into our swim trunks or whatever we're going to do, dunk, sprinkle, whatever. Like we don't have to go through all of this. Like we can just think about the significance of baptism, what it represents and be renewed in our mind. And like, I think that like in your situation, like what you kind of described that that would have been in a way you were already kind of doing that, but you were still following through with like the baptism. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Baptisms. And yeah, but you could have done the same thing just by the renewing of your mind and focusing on and thinking about how like that, that uh, gesture in that action that you performed, like what baptism was that first time. And, uh, and then I think the final or one, of I mean, there's countless scenarios in which, you know, you can encounter this, but is that some denominations may require, if you want to join a member of a church, they may require you to be baptized in their denom- de- denomination or just within their own church body or whatever. And once again, this kind of goes to show you that, A, it's not what saves you. And two, it's just, uh, it's not a bad thing like if it because what we talked about with the accountability is that um they want to see with their own eyes you be baptized because it's that's that symbolism isn't in insignificant it does hold significance and so uh who you're baptized in front of i believe has some significance because those are the people that are going to hold you accountable now yeah exactly and i think that's why we do urge it so strongly Mm -hmm. right I mean, not only is it something that that Jesus wants us to do with the Great Commission, but it's also something that other people will be able to work with you mm-hmm. on. 
You're, I mean, yeah. you're, you're continually growing in your faith and building your relationship with Christ. If you're doing that alone, it's really hard to want to continue on this path. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, it, it gets to be very lonely. You're not around other believers. It doesn't feel like because you haven't let anyone know yeah. that you're doing this. And yeah. I think that brings us up to our final point is that we understand baptism can be scary, right? You stand in front of a lot of people. You're you're shy. You don't want to do that. And we understand that. Um, I think you have an example of a, a student who was baptized, but it wasn't necessarily in front of the church, but it was in front of those close believers that yeah. he's around. I mean, yeah. I, will you tell that story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I had a youth student, you know, approach me about wanting to be baptized. And so we kind of went back and forth on um, where he wanted to do it, because I am a huge believer in, in pushing that the people you're baptized in front of need to be the ones that are going to hold you accountable. And so we kind of set it up to where the, he played, he's a athlete at Clinton, you know, all this stuff and he wants to be baptized. So I'm like, who are your friends? Like who are the people around you at sports, school, all these things? Like those are the people that are going to be around you the most and hold you accountable. So I encourage you to invite them to to your baptism and like that's exactly what he did and it was a really cool event and he was baptized in front of a lot of friends and family and it was a you know fun celebration of what he had already made that decision internally like it was just an outward expression and he was express he was showing those people that he had already been saved but he was taking a step of obedience and following in baptism yeah showing that commitment to christ yeah. as savior and one thing that kind of stands out to me hearing that is that it's not just other believers that see you when you're baptized also. Maybe it's a friend that has been wondering about mm-hmm. this thing called faith, right? Or, or Christ or right. or scripture. They've been to church for the free meal or something like that, yeah. you know? And then you make this commitment and you're in front of close, intimate friends. And he's like, well what's the point? Or she's like, why are you doing all this? Mm-hmm. You know? And, and it's another way to make disciples to yeah. follow the great commission Absolutely. because your again, your decision to follow Christ along with your dedication and yeah. baptism is showing people the importance to you yeah. as, as a believer. Yeah. I mean, for us, we know we're baptized. I mean, you know, I'm baptized. I know you're baptized. Did I see you get baptized? No. Did you see me? No. But when we talk about it later on, years later, we can still share in the significance of our baptism. And through that, we can share each other's journey. Mm -hmm. We can see how we've grown since we've known each other, since you've been saved. Um, And to me, that's almost as significant a factor as just being baptized in a church. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some denominations require a pastor to do it. Some uh, want your best friend to do it. It, it just depends. There's yeah. everyone in between. And everybody has their own significance. Right. Why they want who they're they're having do it. Mm-hmm. Some are, are for the, the understanding of baptism, kind of like John the Baptist wanting to be baptized by him. Um, whereas others are 
whoever baptized you is going to hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. They're going to keep you in the loop. And again, that's why we, we wanted to hit on it last is if you've been saved and you have not been baptized, find your group of accountable friends and family and, and take that step, not for my sake, not for Bo's sake, but for yours mm-hmm. to, to gain that group of accountability partners. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, Bo, do you have anything else that you want to add to today? No, I don't think so. I think that we, uh, we covered it pretty well, to be honest with you. I don't, I can't think of anything. Yeah. I mean, if you guys have something that comes up, you have questions or, or comments, maybe you're, you're curious about, why we're so involved or invested in this idea of of this podcast let us know at find the answer podcast at gmail.com because i think that getting your answer your questions answered will make it personal it will help grow your faith in a personal way mm-hmm. because your faith is nothing but a relationship when you have that relationship with christ and you do begin to share it with others and grow as a believer, it opens up the opportunity for your relationship to grow. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're looking towards. That's why we're doing this. So if you guys have that, reach out to us. But uh, if, if you don't have anything else, uh, I'm going to pray for us real quick. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you again so much for the opportunity to be here with Bo, with the listeners. Father, we just pray that the wisdom we have for your baptism, Father, for your word be shining through. I pray that those listening would hear and understand the importance of baptism, but also understand the significance of salvation and know that it's not the baptism that saves them, Father, but it was your love through your son, Jesus Christ. We pray, Father, that you would grow them in a special way today. Fill them with your overwhelming presence, Father, And for those that are on the edge that want to make a decision, Father, I pray that you give them the courage to step up and say, yes, I am a believer. I want to take that step. And Father, for those that aren't quite ready yet or aren't aren't for sure on believing quite yet, Father, I just pray that you give them the courage to reach out and and have a conversation with us to answer any questions they may have. And Father, as always, we pray that you would answer the questions that we don't have answers for we love you father and we thank you again for jesus we pray father that your will be done and it's in jesus name we pray amen Amen. both thanks again for coming and uh i'm sure we'll see you again sounds good